Welcome to the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your host, Belinda Aramity, and I share my experiences as a multi-six-figure business owner and coach so that you too can learn how to build a business in alignment with how you want to live your life. If you're tired of hustle culture and ready to start saying yes to dreaming big and achieving even bigger, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. If this is your first time, thank you so much for joining me. And if it's not your first time, an extra special thank you for joining me once again. So as you can see from today's title, I'm talking all about people pleasing. I have been a people pleaser my entire life. I consider myself a recovering people pleaser. There are times where I fall back into old habits, but you know, I can adequately say that I'm no longer a people pleaser and it feels really, really good. It feels like for the first time in my life, I am able to confidently go into any situation and know that I'm going to hold strong to who I am at my core. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be defining what people pleasing is. So I think if you clicked in, you kind of know that you are, but if you're unsure, we'll define it. Thanks to our friend, Miriam Webster. We're going to talk about why it's a direct and constant danger to your business. Yes, it's that dramatic and it's that important. And then I'm going to talk about what I've done to help eliminate it. And I think the fact that I'm doing this episode right here, right now is an example of me being a reformed people pleaser. So when the idea of talking about people pleasing and really talking about how I, um, what I've done to help eliminate it in my business and why it's a constant and direct danger to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, I actually proposed it as a potential masterclass. I had a couple of people, I floated the idea out in one or two social media posts and I had a handful of people who reached out and said, yes, I would be interested in a people pleasing masterclass. Please let me know. And so people pleasing Belinda would have said, well, I said I was going to do a masterclass and these people said that they wanted a masterclass. And so I have to do it in a masterclass. But there are some really significant changes that are going on in my life behind the scenes. Don't worry, nothing negative, just really heavy things that are making my life very, very busy right now. And the idea of doing a masterclass is not feasible for me and it's not going to be feasible for the next little while. But I really want to talk about this. I think this is a really important topic. And so one thing that being a reformed people pleaser has allowed me to be is really, really self-accountable. And I take responsibility for my actions. And I've decided to do something for better or for worse. It's my responsibility. And so I take accountability that yes, when I put it out there and floated out the idea that I wanted to do a masterclass, it was what I could do at that time. I no longer am in space where I can do that, but I still want to share my message. And this is how I'm choosing to share it. If people would have preferred a masterclass, that's fine. I completely understand. But this is the way that I'm able to share my message and I take full responsibility for it. I'm not going to let other people dictate how it is that I'm going to share my voice. That I'm responsible for. And I think that's the best, best, best thing that has come out of me being a people pleaser is my yeses mean yes and my noes mean noes. And I just take more personal accountability and I don't just fly by the seat of somebody else's, you know, ride. So Let's get into the nuts and bolts of today's episode. And I really hope that you enjoy it. And if you are someone who raised your hand and said that you would have appreciated a masterclass, I hope that this episode is a really good kind of bridge and you're able to get as much takeaway from this as you would have in a masterclass. 
So first, what is the definition of people-pleasing? So Merriam-Webster defines people-pleaser as a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs and desires. That last part is key. A person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. Now, the origin story of people pleasing always comes from a place of of protection. There was a time and a space in your life where your brain realized that this action was a way to keep you safe, was a way to move things forward, was a way to help you get what it is that you want. But the fact that you have stopped by to watch an episode talking about how you can stop being a people pleaser is your you there somewhere in your subconscious that recognizes that people pleasing is no longer serving you. And the fact that it's it's something that is defined where it's the actions of pleasing others is often at the expense of you or yourself is why it's a constant and direct danger to your business. Because businesses need to be solid. They need to stand for something, right? When I go into a garden store, I need to know that I'm going to find garden stuff. If I go into a garden store and I find art supplies, I'm going to be very confused, right? And so that's a big reason why people pleasing is a danger because what you do in your business, who you choose to serve, how you choose to serve people can't change just because somebody asked you to, or the scope of work that someone's paying for with you can't grow exponentially without you relooking at your contract and saying, okay, these are the parameters we agreed to work within. We're no longer working within those parameters. And you as a people pleaser, a people pleaser is going to just say, it's fine. We'll figure it out, but it's going to be at your expense. We'll use coaching as an example. I've got two examples to show you why people pleasing can be a direct and constant danger in your business. So let's say for instance, you are a coach for three months, you give people two coaching sessions a month for a total of six coaching sessions for X amount of dollars. But let's say someone, they really need a lot of support. So instead of doing a coaching session every other week, you're doing a coaching session every single week, sometimes two coaching sessions a week. The person asks for it. It's out of scope. So now instead of you working a total of, and this is typically when you're a coach, you're not just working within the coaching time hours. There is other hours that goes into the work of coaching, but that's a conversation for another day. But let's say instead of the scope of work, the contract covers for six coaching hours. Now it's been bumped up to 15. You're making less than half of what you're supposed to in that coaching experience, all because you didn't have the balls to tell the person that, hey, you signed up for six coaching sessions. Either I'm happy for us to work every week, but that's going to cost you an additional X or you stand firm and say, Hey, we have signed up for six coaching sessions over the three months of us working together. And because of my schedule and how everything is aligned, we really need to stick to just a session every two weeks. So let's figure out how we can make sure that we stick to that timeline, right? So that's one example of how you have to be really, really careful of being a people pleaser because it will literally cost you money. 
Now, a personal example I just went through this week, I had someone who came through me by way of a reference. So it's something that it's it's someone that I've worked with before who made the referral. And the person who came to me, she said, hey, I'm having a tough time with the initial investment um, amount because I'm very clear about how much I charge before I schedule a discovery call with people. And she asked, is it possible or do you do hourly consultations? And I had a choice. Now, Belinda in the past would have and has said, sure, we can do one hour of coaching. That's fine because I wanted to please the person and really I wanted the business. But I let, instead of doing that, I let the person know, hey, I completely understand. I know that it is a, it's a rather large investment. I have found that in working with my clients in order for me to get and help them achieve the best results, it is best for us to work in an extended period of time in an enclosed container together. Let me know if that's something that works for you. If not, I can point you in the direction of some resources and I can see if I can make you a referral to someone who does work on a more hourly basis. And I moved on. I didn't twist and bend. My business is the way that it is. I do not work with people on an hourly basis anymore because I have genuinely found the best way that I have found for people to get really significant results in the way that in, in the work that I do is for us to work in an extended period of time together and for the strategy and the accountability to work together hand in hand. So the structure of my business is dependent on my yeses being yes and my noes being noes. And so if you are constantly being bent and shaped in the wind, depending on who is showing up at your business that day, it's not so much about how you're letting other people down, but it's how you're letting yourself down. I think that one of the most important commitments we can make as an entrepreneur, as a human being, is not the commitments that we make to others. It's the commitments that we make to ourselves. Because we, when we break the commitments we make to ourselves, we teach ourselves, we teach our brain that we cannot trust ourselves. That is huge. So to hell with the commitments that you're making to other people, I want you to be authentic to yourself. A lot of people, when they talk about personal branding and social media and how you show up, be authentic, be who you are, but don't forget to be authentic and be consistent and be committed to the things that you commit to when it comes to you. And it's really hard for you to be committed person to yourself. If you're constantly trying to please people often at the expense of your own needs and desires. So now that we got those two things out of the way, let's talk about the juicy bit, which is what I've done to eliminate people pleasing in my life, both as a person and within my business. And I think it really goes hand in hand. I don't think you can eliminate being a people pleaser in your business, but then be a people pleaser in your life. Because I think once you feel the power of no longer being a people pleaser, it's just going to spill into every avenue of your life. And so I'm really excited to share the things that I've done and I hope that you do them and you get to see some net positive results too. So the first thing that I did is I have written a personal vision statement. So it covers things like my family, my vision, personal vision for myself, my relationships, like my friendships. It it just where I want to be from a financial standpoint. It covers all the main major buckets of my life. And 
what having a personal vision statement does is it reminds me that when I'm saying yes to things, they need to be helping me to build the vision that I have for my life and for my business. So when someone comes to me with a particular project and say, hey, Belinda, I think you're really smart. And it's like, okay, thank you. (laughs) Very flattering. But they want me to do something that's outside of the, the work that I want to be doing. I get to think back to my vision and say, how does this help move my vision forward? If I'm gonna say yes to this, how is this helping me move my vision for my life forward? How is this helping me build a business in alignment with how I want to live my life? So I found that taking the time to write a personal vision statement, you know, targeting all the specific buckets in my life that are really, really important to me was a really, really great way to help me know what to say yes to and to feel a little bit more confident. And it takes time in what I'm saying no to. The second thing that I did is I started to write down, I'm a big journaler. So I started to write down what people pleasing was costing me right? Sometimes, you know, it's when people are building a budget, for instance, they always say audit like three months of expenses, like just, just track your expenses, like how you spend money. And it's when you see it in black and white and you see, wow, you know, I've wanted to go to the gym, but I'm always saying yes to this, or, you know, I'm taking client calls at 5am. So I'm unable to be present for my kids at 5pm because I'm just mentally exhausted. I want you to sit down and write down all the instances and the things where you said, yeah, sure, no problem. And you were upset by it or it's just not something that you want to do. I want you to write all, go through those, those instances and tie it to a cost, something that's cost you in your life. Like quite literally, it cost me $200 saying yes to this thing that I didn't want to do or what it cost you in time or what it cost you emotionally. Now, I'm not here advocating for you not saying yes to things that don't benefit you in some way. But what I am saying is it has to be a net positive where it's the you saying yes to please someone isn't at the expense of your own needs and desires, at least not on a regular basis. All right. Another thing that I've done is I stand firm on my nose. This is really hard. People pleasers are very good at standing firm on our yeses. It's like, yep, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to show up, so on and so forth. But standing firm on a no is really, really tough, especially once people start giving us pushback because we're changing. I think that's the hardest thing about being a people pleaser is you've taught people that you are a certain way, that, oh, in a crunch, I can call Belinda or in a crunch, I can call Steven or in a crunch, I can call Sally. And people are going to have a hard time with the fact that you are quote unquote changing. You done changed. And guess what? You have. Because Jay-Z says one of my favorite rap lyrics, he says, you think I worked this hard just to stay the same. You started this business because you wanted your life to change. You wanted freedom. You wanted to be able to call the shots. You wanted to be able to do something that you really enjoyed and make a lot of good money from it. So I just want you to know that when you say no, and when you stop saying yes, you're going to get a little bit of pushback, but they'll get used to it. I'm testimony of it. But 
I just started standing firm on my nose. And sometimes it required me to kind of go back to somebody. So when I looked at my, I said, yeah, 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 sure. Because I'm a people pleaser. And then I looked at my schedule and I'm like, okay, I've got a meeting that ends at 1.30. And I said I would be somewhere at two, but it takes me 45 minutes to drive to that thing. So there's quite literally no way for me to get, get there. Someone, I have to tell someone that I'm unable to do it. And I apologize and I let them know. But again, I'm making a commitment to myself. I'm holding true to a commitment to myself that I'm not going to be a people pleaser. And that sometimes it means you're going to have to let other people down in order to put yourself first. The fourth thing that I did is I started to tell my friends when I felt bad for saying no or holding firm on something. I think it's really important, you know. I think of, you know, when you're recovering from anything, right? It's it's let, not holding that emotion in, but giving, allowing yourself an opportunity to express that and express it to someone and saying, you know what, I'm really trying to work on my boundaries and to not say yes to everything, but I feel really bad. And I think it's important for you to acknowledge it. So maybe you don't feel comfortable telling someone, maybe you're writing it down in a journal, but express these feelings. I, I expressed that, oh, I feel terrible because I really want to help this person. You still are going to have the desire to help everyone and do everything for all the people, but you're just not going to be able to. And so as such, express it so it doesn't eat you up inside. And then now you start backtracking on your plan of not being a people pleaser anymore. The fifth thing I did was I set expectations much earlier. So I let people know what the score is. I establish like, this is the game we're playing. We're on a baseball field, but we're playing soccer, like whatever it is, using that as an analogy, but I set expectations up front so people understand, you know, it's, Hey, I answer Voxer messages Monday to Friday. If you send me something on Saturday, you'll hear back from me Monday and people respect it. I just, you know, let people know that this is what you can expect from me. Because this, again, is another commitment that you're making to yourself. So, of course, if you want to answer a message from a client on a Saturday, that is your prerogative. But you're doing it not because you're trying to please them, but because I have some extra free time or I want to. Like, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it to pacify them. Because I promise you, 97% of the time, it'll be just fine. Everyone's not a brain surgeon. The next thing that I did is actually read a book. Oh my gosh. It has been one of the most impactful books. I've been very, very fortunate in the last, I want to say six to 12 months reading some really, really great books, both fiction and uh, nonfiction. But this one is called The Genius Zone. It's the breakthrough process to end negative thinking and live in true creativity. And what I love about this is some of the psychology around why people tend to do things like people pleasing. And it's rooted in a lot of control. But the author of this book is Gay Hendricks. And it's just a really, really great book. It was really, really interesting. It helped me look at things differently and allow me to see how people pleasing was costing me. So, you know, a few moments ago, I talked about writing down what people pleasing is costing you. This book the genius zone by Gay Hendricks. It will help you do that. So if you're looking for 
a nice little resource. This one's all marked up and it gives you like little activities that you can do in between, you know, so you'll want a notebook that you can write in and write things. It is a fantabulous book. I also, so another thing that I'm doing that has helped eliminate people pleasing for me is I take time to respond versus reacting in the moment, right? So if someone asks me for something, I don't immediately say yes or no. Even if I know it's a hell no, even if I know it's a heck yes, I take a moment and I say, I used to say all the time, let me think about that or let me see if my schedule will allow for that. I'll get back to you, right? I think as you're transitioning out of being a people pleaser, it's going to be really, really important that you take some time to figure out how to say no, right? Because a lot of time, a lot of the time, like I knew when I was saying yes, that I should be saying, oh, hell no. I knew, but I just didn't know how to say it. So I just said yes. And then I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to figure it all out. But I found by giving myself time to respond, I'm slowly breaking the wiring in my brain where the reflex is somebody asks you say yes, somebody asks you say yes. I started to change my behavior by giving myself time to figure out how do I say no. And most of the time, because like I just said, 97% of the time, everyone's not a brain surgeon. Everyone's not an open heart surgeon that needs to be on call all the time. They will say, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then now you can figure out how the heck you're going to say no. And the last thing that I wanted to share about what I've done to help eliminate people pleasing from my life is, oh, this one's a big one. You ready? I've learned to accept that I'm going to disappoint some people and that's okay because vision statement, right? I've got goals. I've got things that are important to me. I've got things that matter to me and I need to make sure that I make those things a priority in my life because guess what? When you put your head down at the end of the day, when you are reflecting on your life at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110 years old, it's going to be the times where you sacrificed your life for the things that in the grand scheme of things did not matter that you will regret the most. I'm going to say that again. In the grand scheme of things, what you're going to regret the most are the times where you sacrificed for the things that didn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. I don't want that for you. And there is nothing you can do about the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, however many odd years that are behind you. I'm worried about today and then decisions that you're going to make tomorrow. And I'm hoping that this episode is helping you to make different, stronger, more personally aligned decisions for both you and in your business. So I'm going to quickly go over what I've done to help eliminate my people pleasing in my life. I have written a personal vision statement. I have written down what people pleasing has cost me, both financially, emotionally, in whatever way it is costing me. I've learned to stand firm in my nose, no matter how, not my nose, my nose, but my N-O's. I tell my friends or I journal when I'm feeling bad for saying no or holding firm on something that I know the other person wants. I set expectations and boundaries so much earlier. 
I read the book The Genius Zone by Gay Hendricks. I take time to respond versus reacting right away, asking for time before I let them know what my answer is going to be so I can figure out my no strategy. (laughs) And I've learned to accept that I'm going to disappoint some people. And that's okay because I've got a vision for my life. And I don't want you to have regrets because you spent all your time trying to help people live the life they want to live. Anyways, as usual, I hope you found this episode useful or helpful in some way. I hope it was as valuable as a live masterclass may have been. And I just want to thank you for being part of my recovering people pleaser journey. I'll continue to share tips and tricks as I come across them. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.